LTDA, the official podcast. Hello, welcome to the LTDA official podcast. I'm Steve McNamara, General Secretary of the LTDA, and I'm here this evening. We're going to talk about local traffic neighbourhoods, the road closures, everything that's happened that's been brought in as a result of this pandemic to try and restrict our access to London's roads or restrict everybody's access to London's roads and what we intend to do about it or what we can and will do about it. I'm joined here this evening by Karen Proctor from the United Trade Group, by Trevor Merrills from the United Trade Group and by Paul Brennan, who's the chairman of the LTDA. So I think we'll get right into it. Everybody listening to this will be aware that the LTDA and UTAG launched a successful challenge at Bishopsgate. When I say successful, we run a five-point challenge in the High Court and we won on four points. Perhaps, Trevor, perhaps you'll give us a bit more detail on what happened. Yeah, I think it's, um, it was a, the, 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 size, the actual size of the, the victory, I think, shocked everybody because we won on our legitimate expectation to be able to drive up and down these roads. Uh, we won on the fact that we ply for our disabled people and we also got the, the caveat that we are publicly hired with public transport, which for our trade, that's what we've been saying. For, you know, we wanna, that's what we've been saying to TfL and the Mayor we drop off disabled people because we're publicly hired. Now, we won very, very big. I'm somewhat surprised and disappointed that TfL have took the decision to waste taxpayers' money, or shall I say the bailout money, to fight this when all we're asking to do is, with, you know, with London taxis, are playing an integral part in London and have done for a number of years, we're asking that we can have access to drop off some of the most vulnerable people who've got disabilities, and for them to take a stance that taxis a normal traffic, like a normal car, was totally, it shocked everybody. And it most certainly shocked the judge because she found that they didn't do the proper, they didn't take due diligence and they certainly were wrong in law. Karen, you, you were heavily involved in the court case. Yeah. You were the details woman, I think it's fair to say. You yeah. did the details that the rest of us, whilst like Trevor, we all, we all knew what we wanted. But you got very heavily involved in the detail. Give us just a little bit of that now. Yep, so we went through a number of schemes because I think from when the car-free zones were first announced, it was like a big mayoral announcement about a car-free zone in London. Within about six weeks, there was like 120 road closures and probably about 18 schemes. So we needed to find a scheme that we could effectively challenge, really. Um, so we looked at a number of schemes. We went for Bishopsgate because obviously we've all, we're already excluded, wrongly in my view, from Bank Junction. And there were a number of COVID streets um, closures. So essentially it just made us impossible to get from London Bridge to Liverpool Street or from Guy's Hospital further up into sort of Hackney or Dalston. Sorry, Karen, but I mean, TfL said very easily that we could have gone round Allgate or we could have gone round St Paul's. Yeah, but then it negates our, um, the fact that we're exempt from the congestion charge. So the, the only alternative route, once you add all the COVID streets in, was to actually go down Commercial Street, which is where every other commercial vehicle goes. It's not exempt from the congestion charge because it's the boundary. And when we trial run the pre and post closure journey times, it was like 150% to 300% more on a journey time and cost. So that um, was time and cost? Time and cost. Paul, why is it so important 
that we retain access to these roads? I mean, apart from the obvious that we're taxis and we have to move around, why was it you were so keen in pushing for us to get involved with UTAG and to run this challenge? Along with the taxi that we drive and the knowledge that we retain in our heads to get us from A to B, the road, and more importantly, the road network, and let's not forget the road network. Roads aren't just individual items. They are a network. That network is a tool of our trade. That's what we need to get people around from A to B. So it's, it's vital, and it's not just Bishopsgate and Gracechurch Street. It's all roads and all streets. It all forms part of a network. And to us, that is vital. And unfortunately, some people just do not get that. They really don't. The people that are making these decisions don't get it. So, Trevor, where are we now? We've got the appeal. Where are we? What's going to happen now? Well, yeah, as you rightly said, Steve, we've TfL and the Mayor of London have decided to appeal this decision, which we wasting taxpayers' money, in my opinion. I think it's shocking because they could, it's not going to cause major disruption by allowing taxis into the road access. It really isn't. That, we proved that in the original case. And uh, so what we're, where we are now is that TfL are going to appeal, but we're confident, both you know the LTDA and the U, UTAG and the uh, legal team, we're confident that we will once again win this. So hopefully this is the end. It's a bit of common sense from TfL. That's all they've got to show. I mean, they've not got an history of showing that, but that's all the Mayor and TfL have got to do. They've got to turn and say, we're not saying let every car in because taxis are not cars. We're not saying let every delivery person in because taxis, once again, are public transport. We're just saying buses, taxis, cyclists, pedestrians. Where is the arm? Karen, a lot of money's been spent here. We've yeah. spent a lot of money. I mean, you know what we've spent and I know what we've spent and it's all a bit worrying. <laughs> TfL at the moment stand to, to pay our costs and their own, so they're in for a lot of money. The Mayor's throwing more money at it. Why do you think that they're fighting it to such a degree? Why do you think they've not just said, OK, is it because we won too big? I think some of it was we won too big. I think the street space bit was the surprise. If we just challenged Bishopsgate, I think they may have conceded. But a lot of the boroughs that are holding fast since the judgment on street space, it's an ideological viewpoint, predominantly Labour councils. I think they they are worried about the cost and the implications of taking it out, really. So you think they're more worried about the wider implications? It's not Bishopsgate, it's no. the LTNs and it's the other schemes it, that they're it's planning. The street, and I mean, in the context of um, street space, what we actually were asking for pre the case when we wrote to the boroughs was access through the bus gates because they are a de facto bus lane. We have access to the bus lane. We weren't asking to go through all of the planters, the same as the emergency services. So, you know, I think they've, they've misjudged the mood of the local people as well because they've accelerated the Healthy Streets programme, rebranded it, repackaged it as street space, um, and they didn't take the people that live in those areas with them. Um, so they could have done it a totally different way. But I think the, um, the, the absolute disregard for taxis in the whole of the scheme um, it is really why we challenge both, not just the A10, Bishopsgate. Paul, why do you think that it's particularly important that we, we carry on with the, the challenges to these various LTNs? Because let's be honest, these things are coming. London is, there are going to be more and more restricted streets in London. Why is it important? Apart from the obvious that we're entitled to get around, why is it so big for us that we win these LTM battles and these, these other schemes that are coming, not just Bishop's Game? There is the obvious. And 
there are people in, in the boroughs that are blinkered, and I call them the blinkered because they just have one sort of route where they want to go. You know, us as taxi drivers, we understand and we appreciate that you know, buses need, need a place, pedestrians need a place, cyclists need a place, but they don't. And, and the reason why we need that space is we get people from A to B. You know, there's nothing more frustrating than having someone in the back of the cab who has got a hospital appointment or has got a job interview, and you just come across these no-entry signs or alternative routes that you must take. And for them people, it's important that we challenge it's important that they can get to a hospital appointment. It's important that you can get to the job interview. It's important that people can get around. You know, we've heard it said a million times, you know, a thriving city is a city that moves. And we must, absolutely must, make sure that this city, this fantastic city that we're blessed to work in, continues to move. I don't care about minicabs or, or, or delivery vans, whether they can get around. I care about whether taxis can get around. Because if taxis can get around in a cost-effective manner, and let's, let's face it, the reason why our fares are more expensive than they need to be is because of the congestion that's caused out there by these people that are so blinkered. And if we can get these roads open to us, and do you know what? Just down the road from where we are now is London Bridge, where you get buses, cycles, and taxis. I want more roads like that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would love to see that because that means that we can get about and we can get about freely, and we can get about at a reasonable cost. And then we won't have to be like certain other firms that bend the rules or bribe with discounted fares and don't pay their way. We can get people to where they need to be at a price that is reasonable and is just, and that's why we need to fight. So we can do that. So we can be the first choice for people to get around, and they can do so at a cost that's good for them and is good for our trade. I can't think who you're referring to when you're talking about mm. costs and implications like that. I, I you know, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. The the reality is, if they was to close every bridge in London except for taxis and buses, that would be good news for us. Uh, and the reality is that if we can get in these lanes and we can maintain our access in these lanes and our competitors in the private hire industry can't, uh, because let's be honest, they're, they're, not, they're not qualified. They don't know where they're going. It's got to be a major cost incentive for us. Karen, moving on from Bishopsgate, What's likely to be the next big challenge, do you think? What have we been talking about doing next? The next big one will probably be the West End project. Will be We've got a similar situation, a bit more long-term in the planning, will be the restrictions on Tottenham Court Road. Um, so we've got the similar scenario we had with Bishopsgate where we can gain access to certain sections of the road and then we have to go on convoluted detours um, downside streets, many of them residential, some near hospitals and the Macmillan Cancer Centre. In some journeys, you you know, you're crossing Tottenham Court Road three times when you should just be able to go south to north straight up. So there'll be that one. Um, the other thing that's coming down the road, which is linked in my view to why TfL are appealing Bishopsgate, is they're going to do a further closure of Bank Junction and um, pedestrianise two further arms of it. So I think that's why they are appealing, because the buses will then be diverted down Bishopsgate and that they see it as linked to the well, same road. Bank Junction's not a done deal as yet, is it? Because no. we've been lobbying. I know, obviously, I say we, the LTDA, and, and, and I know UCG and UTEG have been lobbying hard on it as well. We've certainly been encouraging people to do the consultations. 
Trev, you've been involved in this from day one. You know, we, we made a joke earlier, you didn't need a microphone, you could have done it from outside because mm-hmm. you, you, you're sort of legendary for, your, for your, your vocal support of it. If we win Bishopsgate, and we're confident, as, as you know, we're going to, and, and, and the lawyers, I've never, to be fair, I've never met lawyers that are so confident. I mean, normally they're, they're skeptic, this lot are very confident, which is great, and they were right first time round. Where do we take it from next? Where do you think we should go? Is it Tottenham Court Road? Should we look at individual LTNs or do we look at each scheme as it comes along? We are confident we're going to win. And oh God willing, we do. And if we win, which we're all expecting, then we're hoping that some of these LTNs where they've not really factored in taxi access because they've not, they don't know the difference between a taxi. That's the problem. They don't know the difference between a taxi and a private hire vehicle. They think we're all one and the same, but we're not in factual legal terms. So we're hoping that one, if we get the, the win the appeal, TFL fouling their appeal, this will bring a, a level of common sense. My own gut feeling, and it's only a gut feeling, is that when we're talking, I think we're next is going to be Camden because I think we're dealing with ideological zealots there. That, you know, because they, they just basically don't care. They just don't like motorists. They don't like anybody. They don't like the taxis. They don't, they just... London, they want the world's first uh, cycling utopia, like theme park, I think, with Camden. I mean, it's like they want Disney World for cyclists, don't they? They don't want no, and we'll be hugging trees or whatever we're going to be doing. And um, that's their ideological outlook, but it's not rational because London's a working city. It always has been. It'd be, and London don't belong to an elite few. It belongs to everybody from the poorest uh, part of the society to the richest. Are you, are you are you inferring that the cyclists are an elite body? Well, they are an elite body. I mean, they, it's a, it's a class issue. It really, really is. You look at them, they move into, and there's nothing wrong with people moving into London, but they want to change the areas once they get there. They are an elite body, and they are very vitriolic. They, they're well organised. They've got money behind anyone who Anyone who disagrees with them, you get piled on. If you go on social media, that's why I don't, ever mention anything about cyclists because you'll have days upon days and you even get cyclists from Holland and all around the bloody Europe telling you about things and they don't even know where London is half of them they couldn't pick, they couldn't pick it on a map but right. they'll tell you that you mustn't go there you know cyclists this cyclists that you mustn't, forget, you mustn't forget the mantra it's two wheels good four wheels bad yeah. well all I'm saying is let's, we can share the roads we are we're a bit we're working men and women we take people to two jobs, from jobs, to hospital appointments, to meals. We're part of the London's fabric and that we can work together. Let's not, let's, let's have some common sense. I think Tottenham Court Road, unfortunately, I think it's inevitable that we're going to have to go over to Camden. See, I thought it was interesting what you just said. That you, you probably didn't even realise what you said at the end, but you said, look, we can work together. And I don't think you mean the LTA and UTAG. What you mean is, is that... What? Taxi trading. And cycling. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're not trying to exclude cyclists. In fact... From our point of view, the more people that are cycling, the better, because there's less vehicles on the road. But equally, we've got to work with each other, and we can't do what's currently being proposed at the moment, which is to exclude everybody else to the, to the sole benefit of cyclists. Paul, biggest concern. We're obviously, Karen's mentioned Tottenham Court Road. We've got Bank Junction coming up. Are you just concerned about anything in particular or just the general uh, plethora of, of these schemes that are coming on? Just in general, you know, the, the city does concern me, and so does Tottenham Court Road and Camden. Camden are probably the, the worst borough, along with Islington, uh, who are just so blinkered and, and have their version of London, and it doesn't include us. You know, it, it does. Include, I don't think it includes anybody other than them. No, no, it includes <laughs> unicorns and rainbows, and, and you know, whilst that's lovely in a child's book, that's not the real world. This is this is a working city. 
just two weeks ago, I was driving down Torrenton Place. I turned right into Tottenham Court Road. And as I do that, I was going to go left into Howland. A woman, about 30 yards up the road, stuck her hand up. And I was trying to beckon her towards me. She did. She just thought I was having some kind of fit in the front of the cab. And I, I was like, oh, come on, I've been driving around for half an hour. You know. But she, she couldn't understand, and I had to turn away. And so that concerns me. You know, if there's a job staring me in the face, but I can't pick it up, that, that's a concern. You know, and we, we've seen, it's really good that we're seeing, you know, on the outer boroughs of London, like Harrow, for instance, who recently, they've removed all their LTNs. All the traffic management orders that I see coming across my desk now from the outer boroughs, taxis are included, you know. and That's all we ask, isn't it? We just yeah, want to be included. That's all, listen. Everyone's a pedestrian at some point. When we're walking to our cabs, we're a pedestrian. The people that get in the back of our cabs, they're a pedestrian. Before they get in, they're a pedestrian when they get out. So why wouldn't I want them to be able to get around in a nice, safe environment? Of course I do. I want cyclists out there. You know, I'm not anti-cyclist. But, you know, there's a place for them, but there should be a place for us. And everybody it's, else. Yeah, the roads are for all. It's not for some, as Trevor said. The roads are for all, and, and that, that's why we need to carry on. If I could just come back and give an anecdote, I mean, I don't know if the listeners are aware of this, but Steve and Karen and Paul would be aware of it, that when we had the original Bishopsgate uh, case, the, the question was, what happens to disabled people if you can't, you know, on the wheelchair, wheel oh. yourself to the platform, and as cold and artless as it was, it was, don't travel. So well, that, that was TFL's view, wasn't it? You yeah. don't travel. Don't you can't travel. Get there. So yeah. you're saying to somebody, because you're in a wheelchair... You don't travel. Yeah. You know, stay at home. Stay at home. Yeah. What about mental health? What about we're supposed to be a society that's caring and all encompassing and you can have that attitude. Don't travel. That's absolutely shocking. In yeah. fact, it's they should be it's shameful. If you can't cycle, you're not wanted. Going forward, we're looking at Tottenham Court Road. We're gonna we're very heavily involved in Bank Junction. Who's funding it? Who's paying for it? Well, I can tell you who's paying our half. It's our members uh, who contribute to us every month. Uh, as part of their subs, we're, as you know, 50%, us and you take a fund in it. Who's funding your Our fund? fund uh, all the money that we spend is, is donations from our, our working cab drivers mm. uh, who donate, who, who subscribe to you take. They've got, you know, they've got payment plans where they spend, some spend, spend a tenner a month with us, £20 a month. They're paying for it. The men and women who've, who've worked so hard to attain their, their, their knowledge of London and their badge, they're hard earned cash to defend it. And uh, we, to quote you, Steve, when we first were announced at a meeting, we were both on with their proposals, you said we've got no other alternative. And as a taxi trade united, which is what it is because it affects all of members, every single taxi trade, every single person who worked on the knowledge, we've got no other alternative but defend our working practices. So what, working would you, what would you say to anybody who's listening here? So I tell you what, I'll go first. I'll say to anyone who's not a member of the LTDA, and who's listening to this thinking, well, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's good that you're doing it. My challenge to you is, well, you're doing nothing. You're on the sidelines. Why are you not involved? And I, I, why don't, have you got something to say to them people that don't contribute to you, Cam? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you should leave it up to other people. I mean, um, since we won Bishopsgate, we've had knowledge students, you know, from max test level right through to the guys who couldn't get their final appearances done. They're contributing. They want access to the roads um, for when they drive a cab. They're our future. We've got drivers that are on their sixth subscription. Um, some are on their third, fourth. But everybody will benefit from the access to the roads that we win if the appeal goes our way. So right. you should contribute. 
I'm, 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 I'm going to sum up um, as to why I think it's so important and it's, it's just not the obvious. Our competitors just recently, and anyone who's listening to this at the moment who's been driving a cab in the last few weeks, just as things have started to slowly pick up, what they'll have undoubtedly been told, increasingly I'm getting messages where people get in cabs and say to the driver, I got a quote from that mini cab firm we don't mention, and it's half as much again as, you, your, as it's going to be in a taxi. They're having to put their fares up for all the things that have happened to them, and we're beginning to benefit. If we can retain the access to our road network and we can move around, we can not only survive this, we can actually do well out of it where we are established as part of public transport. That's the key word to me, public transport. Final words from you, Paul. Phil, I'm just going to agree with everything you just said. I think you've, you've summed it up perfectly. Trevor? No, I won't be contrary. I can't that might change. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll make a change. It's not in my nature usually to be uh, agreeing. But no, everything, everything you just said is is correct. We've got a, a trade, a trade that could be potentially in a really good place, mm. potentially. But of course, we've got to show a determination to do something about it. And it does come to money. Steve's touched on his membership and we UTAG. But we will jointly on Tottenham Court Road and probably future ventures that UTAG and the LTDA, where it affects the trade, we're going to have to work together. And we will. What would you say to the other trade groups listening? What can you say? They know. Yeah. So, so there's nothing you can say if they don't want to come in now, they don't want to come in. Karen, final words from you? Yeah, the only thing I would say is I think what's got missed in all of this is TfL often say, says every journey matters. Well, it doesn't seem like every journey in a taxi matters. And what's been forgotten is the travelling public. When our passengers hail us, they expect us to take them where they need to go via the shortest direct route. And, and that's just been lost in the, the mix. There's been absolutely no dis, no regard for those people whatsoever. And that needs to change, quite frankly. You've said every journey matters. My understanding of that was always that that, that TFL logo should have been, you know, every journey in tatters, because that <laughs> certainly seems to be the logo. Look, that's it for this episode. Our thanks to Karen Proctor from UTAG, Trevor Merrills from UTAG, Paul Brennan, our chairman. Uh, do make sure you subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so that you can receive the next episode automatically. If you want more details of the LTDR just to get in touch, please go to www.lcda.co.uk and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.